0: Back with you, it is the Triple Play Podcast. Jabba Chamberlain, Elijah Herbal, Chris Schmidt, and special guest as we get rolling here. This baseball offseason teammate and, and dear friend of Jabba Chamberlain's Tori Hunter, the great major leaguer for so many years. Tori, thanks for joining us on Triple Play. Good to spend some time with you this afternoon.
1: Hey man, thanks for having me, man. I'm uh, I'm just getting back home from Vegas, back to Dallas. Uh, so, excuse me if I'm a little hungover. I'll never <laughs> drink again. Just let me live.
0: <laughs> <laughs> did Did you hit the uh, 21 table craps or just just socialize?
1: Oh no, we just uh, we socialized. We had uh, it was the Still Guy Game Foundation. You have Abel Pujols, uh, Eddie Gordado, troy Hawkins, uh, maybe like 30 guys uh, there for a, a poker. Tournament, a charity poker tournament, and we play at the the Wind Golf Course uh, at the Wind Hotel, and it was a lot. enjoying ourselves for two days.
2: Well, t- tell us about the poker. Yeah, how much uh, how much money did you go? I mean, it's for charity, but you had to be keeping track, right?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, for charity, but you know, you dish out more money when you're doing charity work. Um, <laughs> so you, you know, it, I, I I bought in a couple times and all the players wear their jerseys and the people that come in to uh to be a part of the charity they actually try to um knock you out so they can win your jersey so we had a couple guys um uh, knock out a couple guys and alba pujo's jersey was taken i was able to take my own teammate out jock jones took his jersey so i'm gonna hang it up and throw darts at it for the rest of (laughs) my life
0: (laughs) I love that. I love that. Triple Play Podcaster at Sports Jabba. Where did uh, you and Tori first connect? Was it on the hill and in the batter's box, or was it when you you got to Detroit?
3: Yeah, no, I own T. I own T nuts. I mean, he he didn't get a hit off. <laughs> oh <turn>. man!
1: <laughs> oh my God! We might need to go look at the stats.
3: Actually, I didn't want to look at him because I think you probably did own me. But no, it was, it was it was it was literally the the reputation that Tory had is is that's a dude you want to play with. And man, just just having him in the outfield and, and knowing every time that you know he's gonna sell out for you and give you everything he got. It was it was one of those things where it's like you know you the opportunity to be able to play with somebody like Tori and 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 what he did and what he's what he's meant to the game and and the the teammate that he is and you know the fun times we've had and all the other stuff but you knew every time that you stood between those white lines that he he was going to give you everything you got so it was a privilege and an honor to be able to suit up with him and and do that and I I was just I was just glad I didn't have to face him as he got older his swing got a little bit longer so. You know, we, we had chances, but um, when he was going through it, man, there I don't know if there was anybody better.
1: No, I, I really enjoyed uh, playing with Jabba, man. Uh, playing against him for sure, but just having him as a teammate, man, he was awesome. Um, but in Detroit, we hung out pretty much uh, every road trip. He stayed at my house when we played the Rangers, uh, and we just enjoyed each other, um, uh, just having conversations about life, about money, about marriage, about kids—we always talked about pretty much everything. And when you get those things together, man, you actually play better. So we, that's why we spend most of our time just like just brainstorming.
2: Yeah, Tori. Java was telling me whenever he said, "Hey, we're gonna have uh, Tori on the podcast." Tori let me stay at his house down in Texas. He even let me drive his cars. Tell me about that. What gave you the confidence to let Java drive? I think he said it was a Rolls, your Rolls Royce.
1: Yeah, yeah, I had a I had a Rolls-Royce and a Wraith. And uh I knew job I saw his paycheck, so I knew he could he could afford it if something happened to it <laughs> <laughs> No, I you know what? I got I got rid of all those cars, man. I could I realized that when I went to Kroger and I parked it, I was like, "Man, why am I at Kroger in the Rolls-Royce?" I sold all those cars about 10 years ago.
0: <laughs> well, what are you driving now? See truck. All right. All right. Uh, did did uh, folks respect the rolls or did you just get door dings and all types of stuff?
1: I, I think more people respect uh, my 64 Impala more than the Rolls. Uh, people <laughs> say, oh, you know, look at the Rolls and they got this nose turned up. And then when they look at the 64 Impala, they go, great car. Thumbs up. We love you. We love it. You know, so I kind of love my old school car. And that all of those new cars, man, they, the maintenance on them are, are high. And no one can really park anywhere. And you're rarely going to drive it. So don't waste your time on getting a ghost. doesn't make sense.
2: Well, well, tell, us, tell us, tell us, tell us, <laughs> what is Tory Hunter's dream car? If you could have one car in the world, what would it be?
1: Man, I had all of them. Oh shit! All right. Yep. Never mind. End of that conversation, Elijah. End of yeah. that. <laughs> it was That was a. Yeah, that was a little cocky. That was a little cocky. I'm sorry. All right. <laughs> hey, how
0: man. about how about this? What was your first car?
1: My first car. My first car was a, um, I got drafted in 1993, and I bought me a, um, a Ford Explorer
0: all right and
1: it was a it was a cool car you know we're young i'm 18 you put four 15s uh in there and you got the music loud and you get a couple tickets for for having the music too loud That was just me young and dumb but it was my first car the first car was the one i bought other than that i i had some nikes that that was really good as walking to school <laughs> I mean, he, he is
3: the pride of Pine Bluff, Arkansas. I mean, we, we have to remember that. He, he got to represent.
0: I love that. Tory, Tory Hunters with us, here, Triple Play podcast. Toy, let's let's talk about, about, about Pine Bluff, Arkansas and just your athleticism, man. I mean, obviously, uh, first-round pick uh, to the majors. Had a chance to, to go play baseball at Arkansas as well, but you were a dude on the football field and, and track as well was it an easy choice for you to, to hone in on baseball or did you think about football? Did you get scholarship offers for football?
1: Yeah, I had scholarship offers for football, but I, I mean, baseball, I think my junior year, I was 16 years old and I was able to go to, um, Seoul, Korea and, and, you know, you see something different. I'm from Palm Arkansas. You're going to another country. Baseball just gave me that opportunity to, to see the world, to, to broaden my horizons, to To see things that that's not normal you know um like in my hometown in palm Bluff, arkansas if you went to little rock it's actually wow this is another place it's only 30 minutes north right and and every time you left your hood you went to little rock you saw that one big building you thought you were somewhere different but i was able to travel with baseball go to boise idaho to mexico to korea to different california to different places and baseball did that for me. So my junior year after I went to career, I was like, I think this is the thing that God wants me to do. And I, I I went ahead and ran with baseball. Of those of
3: those nine gold gloves you won consecutively, is there one that stands out to you that maybe means more or or are they all kind of the same?
1: Oh man, they they were all kind of the same. You know, as I got older and I, I got seven, eight, and nine, um it, it was it was like, all right, I guess I, I got it, you know. <laughs> he started getting them off of reputation, but um but when you're your first one and my second, my second one was huge because Jerry White, uh, uh we call him J Dub. He played in the major leagues. He was our first base coach with the twins for o- over a decade. And, um, and so he taught me how to play the outfield when I was 17 years old, started at 17, and uh, I was like 25, 26 when I left him. Uh, so he's just taught me how to play the game of baseball, play the outfield, still bases, and uh, so I gave him my second gold glove. And he has it out there in California, and he's willing it back to my son, put it in, the, in his will to give it back to my son when he dies. So I think that's a cool thing to give uh, something that's it's, it's special to me, but I, he was more special to me than that gold glove. And I, I felt like he deserved it because I wouldn't be out there getting gold gloves
2: if it wasn't for him. And I think it's interesting, Tori, just how we, we organize those questions. We went from high school, you kind of being the phenom, you know what, he's got a lot of talent. Jabba, he skipped right past the minors. He goes right to the gold gloves. I think that seems fitting, right?
1: Oh yeah, he went right to the Gold Gloves. He didn't want to talk about the minor leagues. Minor leagues was tough. <laughs> I had a rough time in the minor leagues. I love to tell that story.
3: <laughs> well, I, didn't spend enough, I didn't spend enough time there to know, T. <laughs>
1: oh. <laughs>
0: let's let's talk about your journey to the show and uh, and the work you obviously put into to get that nod in, in Rome center field for Minnesota, but tell us about that journey.
1: Man, you know what? Um, why are you going through it? It's it's rough, man. I mean, you're talking about a, a guy like me. I got married in 1996, so I was still in the minor leagues. I'm still 20, 21 and, uh, and young, and I, I got to support my family, you know, kids and, and a wife. And uh, so – I mean, making making $119 a week wasn't cutting it, you know, but you just have to do what you have to do. I had like five roommates. I was the only one that spoke English and uh, and and you just you got to try to figure it out, man. And so I I learned how to speak uh, Spanish uh, from the guys and and the guys I taught them how to speak English, you know, so we had a a great group of guys, man, we go out to dinner, we put our money together and and uh we try to figure out how we we're going to eat that 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 week. Uh when we went on the road, we knew we had hotels. Uh man, I slept in car a car before in, in New Britain, Connecticut, uh just to save the first month's rent. You know, so I knew I was going to be on the road a lot, so I stayed in the parking lot in 1997 in New Britain, Connecticut, uh just to save money. So, uh it was it was a rough time uh in the minor leagues, but now that I'm wiser and older, I would never take it back because it's actually built me into the man I am today. Not not, not even just baseball. We're talking about it built me in, in knowing financial literacy. It it built me in and knowing how to be patient. It built me uh to, to help me understand that um everything that's hard, you know, and, and you go hard at it and, and you have hard times, you actually come out um uh like a diamond. You know, some people break. Some people, it's like uh pipes, they they burst. But some people with pressure and hard times, they come out as a diamond. And, and uh, so I, I'm thankful for those opportunities, those good and bad opportunities that I had in the minor leagues. More importantly, T, how
3: important was Contrita in, in, in the boys, like, as going through that process? Because I know how important she is to you and how she held you down and made sure that, that you were doing the shit you needed to do.
1: Man, she she did, man. She held it down, man. I, I gotta give her big kudos, man, because you know, I was I wasn't the greatest uh guy, I was a wild boy. I was a <laughs> nice nice guy. I was a great greatest husband, but I was I was pretty young and dumb and stayed out late sometime and and uh and she stayed with me no matter what. We grew up together in Bluff, Arkansas. And um, and so we we went through some rough times, uh, my first you know five, five to ten years. And uh, but right now we're 27 years in. Uh, we're we're more mature. We're not the same as we used to be. Both of us. Uh, we're traveling. We're having a lot of fun. So just having my wife there, uh, I think she actually kept me grounded, kept me humble. She took care of the things at home. I just went out and hunt hunted and and brought the food home. She she made the meals. So um, so I I definitely have to say if it wasn't for her. Um, a lot of things could
2: be different. You just spent some time talking about your wife and her influence. I want your thoughts. Cause we spent some time talking about Pine Bluff, Arkansas and you know, using baseball as a way to remove yourself from the situation, kind of improve your means of living. How did that change whenever you got married in the minor leagues? And now you have a wife and kids to support where it's not just about you and, and getting yourself out anymore. It's there's uh, there's other people that are dependent on you. How does that change?
1: No, you, you know what? Um, it really does, because it's definitely not about you. You know, most of the time, with especially today with all the selfies and everything's about about them. And I don't think it gets you far. You know, when you, when you start playing for a legacy or a plan for change and plan for a bigger cause than yourself, and you become someone of, of a service or someone that's trying to solve a problem, you, you play different. You move different. You work different. You build different. And uh and I think that's what changed my my career was that it wasn't about me anymore. It was about my sons, it was about my wife, it was about my son's sons or kids, you know. And uh so I, I just I just felt like man, I, I always tell people, man, this is my favorite saying, I, I never seen a tree eat his own fruit. And the day you see a tree eat his own fruit, you better run because that, that tree is it's alive and it's trying to kill everyone so i i definitely think that everybody that plays the game of baseball everybody that's doing anything any game any business in the workforce find a a, a solution to a problem be the 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 tree that makes and that's something that keeps you going uh for the long haul and and you really understand why you're you're working. Why you're building the business? Why you're saving money? Why you're investing money? Why you're, you know, playing the game? You know, so always play for something bigger than you. It can't be about you. If it if it is, you won't go far.
0: Tori Hunter is with us here. Triple Play Podcast. Jabba Chamberlain and uh, Tori Hunter teammates in Detroit. Chris Schmidt, Elijah Herbal. Tori, tell me a little bit about your drive. Uh, you you explained the. The, the why and, and the maturity of it's bigger than me, but did you always know that, man, I got the talent to to be at this level? Or did you ever have doubt?
1: Oh, man, when you see 100 miles an hour and that first pitch and it's 100 miles an hour, you're like, am I really a major league baseball <laughs> When you see 100 and you get hit by 100, and and Roger Clemens and or Nolan Ryan strike you out at 18 years old, you're like, man, I don't know if I'm good enough. I've had doubt. Baseball is one game that you're gonna doubt yourself, even if you've been there 10 years. And uh, and I, I definitely think that um, I've had those thoughts of quitting. I have those thoughts of, uh, you know, am I that good? You know, it's just you just gotta stick with it and start remembering. You know, one thing that helped me was. I look back and I saw, I remember those days where, or weeks where I hit home runs and rob home runs and steal bases and score runs. And you start thinking on those things uh, at the uh, on deck circle. So I always. Damn it. You know, I, <laughs> what? You hit a homer off me in
3: 2013? Of course. <laughs> I, look at those numbers, man. Man. <laughs> man. I, I knew you know I didn't a- want to look them a- up. Shit.
1: Oh. Boy, that's that man saw it a home run and lost his mind. Boy, I tell you. You just like Jock Jones.
0: <laughs> I, I well, the question is, did you bat flip it on Jabba?
1: He should have yeah, I, I did. I
0: did.
1: I do that just just because.
0: <laughs>
1: no, man, I, I uh I, I vaguely remember that home run, but I remember you striking me out too, so I give you your props, even though you don't want to give me none. I give you yours, Jabba.
3: Hey, I can't say shit because I only punched you out twice and you hit five hundred off of me, so I can't, <laughs> I can't say anything.
1: <laughs> Ooh, boy, I might have some blue pits in there, you know? No, you literally had a homer and a double. Oh, oh, wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, buddy. <laughs>
3: I mean, I got you twice, I guess. Does that count? Yeah, with nobody on, though. <laughs> yeah, probably, because obviously that <laughs> that homer that you had off me was, <laughs> was three RBIs, so that obviously meant something.
1: <laughs> Man, what is wrong with you?
3: What, what podcast are we on? Hey, we're on mine, and we can do whatever the hell we want. <laughs> hey, remember remember when we were in Vegas? And Aubrey Huff
1: tried to fight me, and I took off all my jewelry. Oh my God, boy! Hey, why am I trying to stop a fight between Aubrey <laughs> Huff and Javi Chamberlain? And, and hey, they look like they didn't like each other in there. And uh, but we we got it, we got to take care of you know. I got between and just talked to both of them, and they they calmed it down. Said tonight we just gonna enjoy ourselves. You know, first, y'all, know, you, all you
3: didn't fall. call my dad. I told you, I go hold my jewelry, and she go, You were like, oh, shit, this is about to go down. <laughs> I
1: was like, Wow, am I still in the hood? <laughs>
0: <laughs> what, what happened point? with it?
1: Yeah, Java.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I know it wasn't, it wasn't me, I didn't do anything, I was just about uh, to finish it.
1: Yeah, I. I I, I, I wasn't all there. I don't know what happened. I can't even say it. I just saw that Jabba was taking off his juries by the throw those hands. And I'm like, man, you you make too much money. You don't need to be kicked out. You don't want to get sued. You know, I'm, 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 I'm just trying to be the voice of reason, you know? And, you know, usually back in the day, I would be the one right there with him throwing these hands, but I'm more mature now. Mm-hmm. And I had a grandkid, so it's, you know, we, we didn't need to play play those games.
2: Well, Tori, there's a moment in your career. Bud Norris got you with the fastball right in the ribs. And if you go back and watch the video, it's Jabba holding you back. This is once Jabba made it to Detroit. So it went both ways, huh?
1: Yeah, I mean, he, he owed me. You know, I calmed him down. You know, he owed me. You got to calm me down so I don't get kicked out and fined and different things like that. But Jabba, thank you, man. I appreciate you for reciprocating. Because I I was about to throw them hands.
3: <laughs> well, Doug, it wasn't even like after it happened. I knew like after we clear, we come down, and like there was there was something that I was like, you know what? I think th- this this probably isn't going to end here. So I kind of just hovered around, and then he started barking again, and then Pine Bluff came out, and you started walking toward <laughs> walking towards yeah. the dugout. And, like, literally the videos of, like, me grabbing you. And I was like, no, no, we're good. We're good It's Bud Norris. That guy's trash. Who cares?
1: Yeah. I wanted him so bad. I don't know who it was that hit a home run. He had bat before me. And then I get up, he just stuck me. You know, like, bro, what are you doing? I'm an old man out here. You're a kid. I'm old. Hit somebody else. My bones are brittle. <laughs> hey, it hurt. He hit me so hard—like ninety-six in the ribs, ninety-seven in the ribs—and I think I almost, I think I prairie dogged it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> it was not good. But man, I—he started chirping. I was gonna walk down the line, start chirping and looking at me, telling me to go to first base. And I'm like, bro, i, I, I was just looking out to see if you was okay. And then he started talking trash, so it it had to go down. I didn't really like Bud Norris, um, his antics, even when he was with the Astros and he ended up going to um, uh, Baltimore. Yep. And I, I just, I never really liked his antics, man, ever. It was cocky, arrogant. I'm like, boy, you ain't going to last long. You keep acting like that. And um, he didn't. There's, there's one thing, T, that I've always wanted to
3: ask you you lost your ever fucking loving mind and threw jerseys off when you were back like what were you thinking when you just went full blown hammer time ripping jerseys off <laughs> i i've always wanted to know this cuz i know you but i've never been able to ask like you just you lost everything and just started ripping jerseys off and throwing clothes everywhere like what what was that
1: man you know you know what that was against the royals um and it was uh run was it run what's run run's name um the the umpire and and it was run behind the plate and the whole day he was horrible he was just not it was not good and um was he angel hernandez
3: was he was he angel
1: hernandez bad that day yeah he was angel hernandez bad that day he was bad on the Royals. For me as a player with a twin and I'm looking over at the Rawls, they were getting really stuck, you know, and I'm like we're getting stuck they're getting stuck and it's all young guys too. So the Rawls were young and and the twins are young. Not I, I was sitting on the bench, it was a seventh inning and i'm sitting down someone got stuck called out on the third strike, it was up in a way, it was not a strike, and that was like the 10th time it happened to us. And I'm looking on the bench, and I saw this guy, this kid, just walked off like nothing happened, no words to the umpire, no nothing. He just walked off and put his head down. And I told the whole bench, I said, "Fellas, if he sticks me, I'm gonna show you guys how it should be." <laughs> and I was I was actually really calm about it. It was definitely premeditated, and uh, so <laughs> I I went out there. I think the second pitch he caught it was outside. It was it was so far outside. And I was like, hey man, that's a ball, man. You suck all day, man. i was just going <laughs> off on it. No, I wasn't even mad. And and then um, he he was like, Tori, that's all that's all right. You're out of the game. And then Paul Molitor came and uh and, and he was like, Hey, what's going on? He said, Yeah, he said I sucked all day. He said, My Molitor, Paul Molitor said, Yeah, you you have, you sucked all day. He said, You're gone too. <laughs>
0: Tori Hutter with us here, Triple Play Podcast, Herd at Sports, and uh, reliving some some moments from Tori's career. Jabba Chamberlain, of course, Elijah Herbal, Chris Schmidt, Herd at Sports, Triple Play Podcast. Tori, I want to get your take at Jabba U2. Uh, the, the, the big fish is uh, Shohei. But what's it like for you guys? We, we cover recruiting uh, in the college football world. But as a pro athlete, what's it like to be courted for free agency?
3: T did it more than me, so he can speak on it better than I can.
1: <laughs> Man, you know what? It's it's pretty awesome, actually. The, you know, you have several teams out there that, that actually want you. You know, me, my first year, my first time. He ain't got one agency. of these, though. No, ring? I do not have. I've been there too many times and lost.
3: And I got times. two. And I got two of them.
1: Dang, that's impressive. That's impressive. Oh that's my goal.
3: My dad. My dad stole my Yankees one. So sorry to cut you off, but I just. I just had to throw that out there. Get a flex.
1: That's okay. He kind of stuck it and then turned it and went up and then went left. So, was, <laughs> no. I um as a free agent for sure. When I was with the Twins, my first year, I was so so much of a twin i was 17 years old when i got in that organization and then when i was becoming a free agent i was 31 30 years old and uh so just from 17 to 30 i was in that organization i grew up in that organization i knew everybody in the organization they were like family to me and we all grew up together and uh, now i'm a free agent and the twins said they couldn't afford me you know and and i'm i'm out there searching for a great team i'm doing my my, my my research, uh, what team, uh, the philosophy that I believe in, um, I think the Angels had the best philosophy. It would have been great to play here in Texas, uh, sleep in my own bed, but I, Tom Hicks didn't have the funds that he say he he had at the time and he lost the team uh, within a, a year later. So someone saved me from not signing with the, the Rangers at the time. And uh, so I ended up signing with the, the Angels but when you go somewhere else and you get recruited by other people, you are only used to Minnesota Twins. I was only used to one team, and then to see all these teams that want my services, you're like, man, it's cool. I want my team that I grew up with to want my services, but other teams are out here and they understand what I bring to the table and they want it. And you, it was great to be wanted, you know, in spring, in uh, um, as a free agent. So Otani, I I see him is awesome. Everybody's courting you, they give, putting on their best dress, and, uh, and they're dating you, they're trying to get to understand you, and they, they, they want your services. And, uh, and and I know it's probably tough for Otani to make that, di- that decision because it's a lot of, of money that's going to be attached to him, a big price tag. And uh, one reason I, I think that big price uh, tag is going to be because of that Japanese media billion people that he, he brings with him. Uh, he's going to be very expensive, whether he pitches next year or not. I think uh, him as a hitter, he can hit. And I think he really loves hitting uh, more than pitching. Uh, so you're going to get the hitter next year because he can't throw the outfield. He can't do first base. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's probably a lot of fun old tiny, uh, to be courted like that and, and loved like that and to see it. But don't get caught up in the shiny stuff. Don't get caught up in the shiny stuff. What well, fits for you, uh, where you want to be, be happy. Because you got a choice, and no one else can make that choice for you.
3: But he was obviously 2T, and like, and I and I get what you're saying too, but like he originally, and, and he's been here for six years now, right? And yep. his his thing was he he wanted geographically to be in a certain place, and now you've got. Another star in Yamamoto coming in from Japan as well, where now Otani has played here and, and understands like the demographic and in, in everything that is a part of it. Do you think, like, obviously, Ichiro going to Seattle and Hideki in New York, like, there, there's been both sides of the fence. Do you honestly think geographically in the aspect of what it is that plays that plays a part of of what goes on with with, with some of these guys, especially internationally?
1: Um I, I can't say that because uh, I, I really hadn't talked to them, but I'm I'm pretty sure it does play a part of uh, the, the Asian market. I mean, the Asian market in New York and Seattle, uh, San Francisco and LA. I, it's a big population there, and and, uh, and I, I I can definitely think that that has a big play in it. Um, but I, I can't say that you know a hundred percent because I just don't I don't know. I'm I'm from America, and you know, you know my market could be Detroit. <laughs> it's a lot of hoods over there, but but I, I just I just don't know for for a fact. But if I was making a business decision and I was Asian, I would definitely probably go and look into those those demographics and in those areas because i think the the money off the field the marketing off the field the marketing you know uh on the field is huge and every uh team that that's in that market you're going to get more ticket sales you're going to get more sweet sales you're going to get more people coming into those stadiums so you're going to make the money if you bring the show to town which is show hey show
2: Tori, tell me, if you were giving advice, if Shohei came to you and said, I need some help, I mean, from the outside looking in, there's a couple factors in this whole free agency discussion where you could be a guy who's going for just the biggest contract, who's going to give you the most money. There's the the clubhouse aspect, the guys you're going to be playing with, the, the people you have to deal with on a day-to-day basis, or there's the, the ring-chasing element of things. If you know what, I'm going to a competitor, I'm going to a team that their goal next season is the World Series, and I want to get a ring. And if you're giving advice from the outside looking in, how would you rank those in terms of importance in terms of what Shohei should be looking for? Is it those teammates? Is it the, the, the ring culture? You know what? I want to get a ring or is it just the dollars and cents? What would you be advising him to do?
1: Oh, I I would definitely advise him to go where you're going to be comfortable, go where you're going to win. We're not the money. The money is almost the last thing you're going to negotiate. You're going to get what you're going to get. Whether you get 500 million or 600 million, that's a lot of money. Right? So you are what you are. You worth what you're worth. But are you happy? Are you? Do you like that team? Are you? Do you think that team is gonna win? Do they have a bright future? Um, uh, do they spend the money in free agent in free agency? You have to look at all these different things uh, to make a, a a a sound decision for your career and for your life. Um, and I, I mean, I don't know if he has children. I just don't know that. But if he did, I'm pretty sure he has. His schools are great. You know, you gotta, is it a great area to grow up in? You know, you gotta look at all that stuff. And I did that as a free agent. You know, I I wanted to know, you know, no state taxes and different things like that. Things that people don't think about. And I think that's what's showing me. uh, uh, If I was to be his advisor, I would advise him to be in a position to win, uh, to see yourself living there, you know, for the next 10 years, if you get a 10 year deal, can you see yourself being there, living there uh, in that weather? Seattle's a rough weather out there, man. And it's a long, long flight. You know, every I think they do about 60,000 miles a year.
3: It's the it's like the longest, the it's the longest, it's the longest flights in baseball, Seattle, because the closest they have is the West Coast. Everything else they have to fly. It's a, it's it's the longest one.
1: Oh, no doubt about it. I mean, I, I think the uh Angels was a second, we were 55,000 miles. And, and I didn't really take that into consideration. I just worked. I wanted to go to California because of the sun, and I could work on my tan. And so
2: I really – you black. you're in. not black enough?
1: No, I'm brown. I'm brown enough. Okay. Hey, no, I'm not dark enough, man. I, I love my melanin, man. I love I love the sun with vitamin D. You got to get more vitamin D. And uh, so, yeah, man. Just That's what she said, too. Right. Ooh. I, I did lay. I laid that up for you to do that. That's that's my bad.
3: Hey, as long as you throw it, I'm gonna I'm gonna dunk it. I I, I I still can dunk. So I, I'm i if you throw it up, I'm gonna go. Bullshit! Dunk it. You can still dunk. No way. Yes. Yes. <laughs> not as e- not as easy as my son, but I mean, I I can still get there. It, it, it doesn't feel it doesn't feel great at 38 years old, but. You know, I still I still try to get there. I mean, I, I throw BP and I do all this stuff. I got to make sure that I'm there.
1: I can touch the rim. I can touch the rim. I'm I'm almost 50, so I can touch the rim. It's good. You're 48, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah, because you're 10 yep. years older
3: than me. That's right.
1: Really? You just gonna throw that out there? <laughs> I mean, you
3: got grandkids, motherfucker. Let's. I mean, let's 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 let's, let's be real. That's true.
1: That's true. I I, I I had grandkids and I hit 22 home runs and 83 RBIs I think with the Twins and I had a granddaughter. I, I, and I, you know I after I hit a home run I high five. So you gotta have grandkids to hit balls like that, boys. <laughs> like, yeah, Byron Bucks, and look around. He be like, did he just say he had a grandkids? <laughs> I was I, I I wonder what that that is that a. a uh, a player with a grandchild still playing the game of baseball.
3: I don't know. Man, we, got was some, done. we got some old heads. What, Julio Franco
2: probably had forty-six of them by that point. <laughs>
1: That's, true. That's true. That is true. That's definitely true.
2: And who is the uh, who is the pitcher for the Rockies? Like ten years ago, that was the oldest pitcher to get a start. Was that Moyer? Jamie sorry. Moyer, I think. Jamie
1: Moyer was Seattle. Then I think he went to Colorado. So yeah, it uh, might he have had, But he he, were, he was
3: he was at Philly too.
1: Yep, he was at Philly as well. And he and he was forty six. He was seventy-seven he was years old. Yeah, man. He definitely he pitched a long, long time. But when you throw an eighty-two and eighty-four, you can pitch a long time. If you get in the outs and you're getting ground balls and, and your ERA is under three every year, I mean he's he was doing well, man. I, I mean it was fun facing him because he's not going to break glass. But it wasn't fun because you're out in front and you're getting the ground ball. And it's
3: funny you say that because I just, I just literally pulled him up. His first year was an 86. And he was 269 and 209 with a 4-2. Oh, 4-2 ERA. And
1: he was 46 years old.
3: And he was 93 years old. 93 <laughs> I mean he, yeah he was he was 70 no he well, I don't even know how old he
2: is now he's got to be in his 60s now because I think he was like 50 something when he got his last start he was old I mean he's, he's just wow. as old as T wow. I mean I mean it happens
1: well, well he was my age now though so and still I'm and
3: still thinking. and still throwing up 82 and doing nothing
2: Well, while we're talking old age here, Tori, maybe we'll get you out on this. I I know uh, you have places to be and things to do. We really appreciate your time here. I saw a video earlier this week, Matt Holiday, him and his sons for a YouTube video, went down to Oklahoma State, did a little home run derby together. Obviously, Matt with the metal bat was absolutely crushed. I mean, he went over the scoreboard at Oklahoma State. Could you still do that? With
1: aluminum or what, not aluminum? They don't do aluminum bats anymore. What 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 they call BB, BB cores? Clear, BB cores. Called. Yeah, so they do. Yeah, with that, those bats, I probably would hit some balls. Probably not out of the stadium, but they would be on the back of the stadium.
3: Hey T, I want I want to say I want to say something to you and and with my guys with me. When the College World Series comes here this year. You come and do a show with us and watch the college world series in my suite.
1: Okay. I mean, if you if they get to the world series.
3: Well, we Nebraska's not gonna get there. We will just <laughs> be there doing a show. Mm, you ever been to Omaha for the College
2: World Series store? You ever you ever come up for it? No, I, I
1: never I never came out.
2: Greatest never show on dirt. Out. You're missing out.
1: I was always playing Or my, when I, when I retired, my sons were playing. So I was, I was, I was busy, but the last couple of years, I'm, I'm not that busy.
3: So, so come out this year, we will do a show from one of my bars there. And it's literally a 10 minute walk to the field. We will do our show from outside We will eat food. We will do everything. And then we will go to the club and we will watch the game. Man, there's nothing like okay. the College World series. I promise you that.
1: That's awesome, man. I would definitely do it, man. You guys are awesome. I I hate we had some some hang ups, man, with uh with this service of mine driving down the street. But next time it's gonna be a lot better, man. I promise you.
0: Perfect. Awesome stuff. Hall of Fame twin, uh, great player and uh teammate of job at Chamberlain's Tory Hunter. Tori, best to you, man. Thanks for joining us here on Triple Play.
1: All right, guys. Thank y'all, Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the week, and Merry Christmas to you guys.